Welcome to the Gifts for Glory podcast, where we celebrate and promote men and women using their gifts for God's glory. Know someone who is making an impact for God's kingdom using their gifts, talents, and passions? We'd love to meet them. Send us an email at podcast at giftsforglory.com. That's podcast at gifts, the number four, glory.com. And now here is our host, Dave Ebert. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Gift for Glory podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Whether you're watching us on Facebook or YouTube or the Creative Motion Network, or you're listening to us on your favorite podcast platform, including uh, the Taken Television Network's uh, podcast channel. Thanks so much for joining us. We're really excited to have you along with us. Have a, a, a great show for you in store today. Um, and uh, really excited to, to share this guest with you. Uh, she's been all over the map doing all kinds of great projects. We're going to talk about a few of them, and we're going to be talking about the upcoming release of Family Camp starring the Skit Guys, uh, and uh, that's hitting theaters on May 13th in just a couple of days. So be sure to get your tickets, take the family out, and enjoy a great night or a great evening, great afternoon, uh, whenever the uh, the showtimes are at your theater uh, the, the movie looks hilarious. It's going to be a lot of fun. And speaking of uh, hilarity, I uh, want to uh, uh, just invite you out in uh, the uh, the coming weeks. On May 28th, we are doing a show called Good for the Soul. It's going to be at uh, the Hope Center in Bolingbrook, Illinois, and uh, that's on Bountain Road. And uh, that's a well-versed comedy. That's our improv ministry, part of the uh, God Gave Us Laughter Tour. Uh, you can get tickets at hopecentercomedy.eventbrite.com. Uh, so if you're in the uh, Chicago area and you'd like to, to go on a great date night, maybe a girls' night, guys' night, we're going to have a lot of fun. And that's going to be May 28th uh, at the Hope Center in uh, Bolingbrook, Illinois. So uh, go ahead, grab your tickets at Hope Center dot or excuse me, Hope Center Comedy dot dot com, and uh, we hope to see you there on May 28th. So uh, May's got a lot of great opportunities for you for uh, for comedy. Go see uh, Family Camp in the theaters and then see us at the Hope Center. It'll be a great month. And also, hey, both will make great gifts for your mom because, you know, Mother's Day uh, is coming up or uh, actually today's May 11th. I think it's coming up this coming weekend. I have to look at my calendar. I'm not prepared. I apologize. But if you messed up on Mother's Day and you need to get a great gift, a ticket to see uh, Wellworths Comedy and a ticket to see Family uh, Camp would be a great way to make up for that. So with that said, let's move on to our uh, Devotions with Dave segment. Uh, Devotion with Dave coming from uh, Luke 6.38. And uh, sometimes this verse, I think, is uh, misinterpreted or is used nefariously. But uh, let's take it in context. Uh, Luke 6.38, give and will be given to you a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Here is just talking about giving from the heart. And this is not a promise of, hey, if you give 20 bucks, you're going to find 40 bucks in your pocket. Not necessarily. I I don't want everyone to think that this verse is preaching that prosperity gospel. But if you give and you give from a pure heart and you're willing to sacrificially give, whether it's to your church, to your neighbors, to friends, to strangers, God is going to bless you. He's going to bless you in ways you can't imagine and in ways that you uh, couldn't have guessed. And it's not always going to be monetarily. Sometimes it's going to be allowing your vehicle uh, to go beyond its mechanical limits. Sometimes the the gas mileage will go a little bit more. Sometimes it will be monetary. But don't count on giving 20 bucks and you're going to get money back. 
that's not necessarily how the economy in God's kingdom works. And your heart should not be about wanting to get it back. Here, Jesus is just promising that when you give from a pure heart, your heart will be rewarded. So I just want to encourage you that when you give, give from a pure heart, give because you want to bless others, and God will give you more opportunities to be a blessing. Uh, but don't count on it to be a monetary reward. So kind of a, uh, an encouragement, give and give sacrificially because you'll never outgive God. But also don't give expecting a reward because if you're giving expecting something in return, that's not coming from the pure heart that Christ is calling us to give. So that is our devotions with, with uh, Dave's segment for today, coming from uh, Luke 638. I uh, just want to encourage you, give and, and give generously because you can't outgive God. So let's get to our guest. Our guest is starring in several movies that are, are, are forthcoming. Uh, the big theater release of Family Camp is coming up on May 13th. So get your tickets to go out and see that. Uh, we're also going to talk about some of the other releases or other forthcoming uh, projects uh, that she's been a part of. But I want you to check out this trailer for uh, Family Camp. This is going to be a fun movie for everybody. So here is our trailer. Check it out. Family camp is the highlight of our year. You ask our family, it's the greatest place on earth. I'm sorry, I was late. Again. What, what do I gotta do to make it up to you? How about we go to that camp? Church camp? Hey, family. Welcome to camp. What, the Ackermans? Don't seem to have an Ackerman here on the list. You made the final payment online, right? Hmm? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. You guys. This is clamping! What? No Wi-Fi. I can't wait until you realize there's no air conditioning. What? Now where's my yummy bride? Oh, honey. Hi, hello, your family. Oh, I'm Grace. Stop, not another word. Oh. 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 Here's my card. Intergalactic chiropractic. Oh. Oh. Buckle up, everybody. The Camp Katakwa Trophy, you should see this baby on my mantle at home. The family it takes home the most points at the end of the week, takes the cup from my cold, dead hands. If you think we're going to be friends with that guy, you need your head examined. We're not monsters, okay? Even though we do make sugar-free, organic, vegan, non-dairy marshmallows. Today, we are going to do the buddy system. Let's go, bucko. Should have known better than to trust you. You have no idea where we are. Come on. This is our story to tell our wives how we braved the wilderness and fought our way back home. Get that thing away from me! My skin is on fire! Oh, sounds like my kind of party. We have a problem. Our husbands are out there on their own, and we don't even know where they are. I'm stuck here with Dr. Phil's demented twin brother when I should be back at the camp singing Kumbaya with my family. It's okay, me amigo. When God closes a door, he opens a Chick-fil-A. Goes like this. I thought my family would just magically become the family that I've always wanted them to be. Things get a little more complicated when you get a peek behind the curtain. That was fun. That was something. You're welcome. All right. All right. So that is a look at uh, Family Camp, and here is one of the stars of that. Uh, Gigi, Gigi, welcome to uh, the Gifts of Glory podcast. I'm so thank you. you. Thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure to be here. And I just love uh, the like like I was saying before you came on. One of the first things I've seen you in that I, I can remember was 
um sleeper agent which came out and was released right during the, the beginning of the pandemic which yeah i think uh, it may be unfortunate in some ways because the the release uh was probably very limited but because it came out at a time where people just needed some entertainment and a relief it came at the perfect time so i think in some ways it was is providential but uh it was a yeah. super fun movie to watch so uh Tell us a little bit about Sleeper Agent for those that maybe have not seen it. And if you haven't seen it, why not? But uh, <laughs> so, uh, tell us a little about it. Yeah, Sleeper Agent was released in 2020. And it's with Leland Clausen, who is a hilarious comedian from Canada. And he had the original idea for this script of this guy who thought that his family had ties to, you know, these spies and these sleeper agents. And so he's kind of this, you know, in, in this job that he doesn't really like. And he finally feels like he finds his calling. And I play one of his neighbors who he has, a you know, the love interest. And um, I'm secretly also a government agent <laughs> <laughs> trying to take him down. So it was really, really fun. That was directed by Nathan Blair, who also helped in the writing. And uh, Nathan Blair is a great friend of mine who lives here in Colorado. Mm -hmm. And that was totally a God thing because he put out something on social media that said, hey, I'm I'm needing some people in Colorado to help me, you know, with some fight scene stuff. Has, does anybody have experience? And I said, I don't have fight experience, but I live in Colorado and I can help. Yeah. Uh, kind of like what you said, right? In your devotional, you give not necessarily thinking, well, I'm going to get a role for this, but just because somebody needs help. And, and God definitely, you know, paid me back in an amazing way to get to be a part of that, to be a part of that film. So. So yeah, so then I auditioned and and got the part. That was super super fun. That was my first really big, you know, feature film, more of a lead role in a feature film. And and comedy is just so fun to do and it's fun to work with fun people. So so yeah, that was a really fun film. It's showing on Pure Flix, I know that. And yeah. I think it might still be on Amazon, but Was that movie entirely scripted or were there a lot of scenes that were improvised? <laughs> Oh, when you're when you have like four comedian comedians on set, there's no such thing as entirely scripted, right? Right. So yeah, uh, Leland is a comedian. Heath, who played my partner, is a comedian, and then his two best friends in the film, uh, Mark Christopher Lawrence and Matt Falk, are both comedians. So there was a lot of ad libbing. I think Nathan was like, "Okay, guys." We have to stick to the script. This is going to be a three-hour movie with all the stuff you're giving me. So I know that's hard sometimes with comedy. You have to actually write your script knowing that there's going to be ad-libs that are even funnier than what you can write. And you have to leave room for that, right? Yeah. So. And uh, as far as like Mark Christopher Lawrence and Matt Falk and Leland, uh, I think that you know most of the people that watch this will they're no strangers to their comedy. They're, they're phenomenal comedians. Yes. Our they're all on dry bar and just so funny and fun. Uh, so the, the fight scenes and the physicality, how did you get around that since you didn't have the experience? What? Well, what, I'm a very athletic person. I cheered <laughs> in high school and college. And so that was why I actually reached out to Nathan. Cause I said, I can, I can figure things out. I'm good with choreography. Right. 
And so there wasn't a lot of fight scenes, but we did have a stunt coordinator, Jace Mix, who helped us with all of the, you know, the fighting and the, okay, we're going to step two steps. So then your hand comes up and, you know, gun whips around. So nobody got hurt. So, so yeah, that it was fun for me, you know, practicing that and figuring it out. So. And you're uh, currently working on another project to kind of like, jump ahead uh you're working with on fragment also with nathan blair yes yes uh, what can I you reveal also, about that i also worked on stealing the show which okay. um if you know anything about nathan blair he also runs a ministry called crosswind productions and it's a ministry teaching originally it started as youth uh but it became a ministry for anyone who wants to get involved in film as a ministry. And so he wrote a script and all of these amazing high school kids came and we shot this script on a very low budget, but it was, it turned out really great. And Leland was in that as well. And then yes, fragment started because Nathan Blair during COVID had created this thing called the quarantine film festival, just to kind of get people who were sitting at home feeling, you know, when you're a creative and you're not being able to create, there's a sense of longing in that. And so he just wanted to give a platform to people who had a gift and wanted to create something to encourage them to do that. So he created this thing called the Quarantine Film Festival. And one mm -hmm. of the things that he submitted himself was uh, this show called Fragment that's kind of end of the world. You're not quite sure what happened, rapture, what's happened to these people. And his family, who all are great, you know, great humans, but also filmmakers. His daughter, Kayla, is an up-and-coming filmmaker. And so she shot it all. And you you can't imagine that there's, you know, like a five-person family making this TV show. And so he had some investors that said, let's, let's continue this. Let's make this a real series. So he wrote the scripts and here we go. Sharon, um, Sharon is going to be in that. Shannon Fields is going to be in that. Isabella wow. Amalayan, um, I think you say her name. Um, some really great people. Mark Christopher Lawrence will be in that. Leland, hopefully, if we can get him back from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Heath Arthur. So yeah, and the thing that is fun with Nathan is he doesn't mind reusing people, right? It's right. kind of that Adam Sandler when you find the group of people that you like to use, you use them. And yeah. I really appreciate that because I love working with him and I love being on his set. So yeah, that'll be really fun. That's coming up here in May. So. And what's very uh, cool about that. It's kind of to connect what I, you know, where I'm at to, to what you guys are doing is uh, Jonathan Wessel is going to be the stunt coordinator. Yes. He's also on my improv team wall verse that we, I mentioned at the beginning. Oh, that's awesome. Yes, so, I keep getting emails from him <laughs> about stunts. I don't have a lot of stunts in Fragment either, just a few little things. But um, yeah, I know everybody's really excited to work with Jonathan. We're glad to have him on the team. Jonathan's phenomenal. I, I was so glad when uh, he agreed to just audition with us. And then he's like, yeah, I like this. I'm going to keep doing comedy. So uh, uh, we hate that he'll be gone for two to three weeks and miss a yeah. couple shows and stuff. But yeah, we're happy for him. And he's... Uh, you know, he's blowing up. He's got some uh, other gigs coming up. So it's just kind of the, that small world. And I'm really uh, excited for him. And and it's one of those things where you, you're you like, I want to be connected to something big. So I'm going to take this little thing. And say, I'm connected. It's <laughs> yeah. you know, six degrees. <laughs> That's great. That's great. So uh, the uh, other uh, project that I was really excited about that, you, um, you know, Robert Maya's in Family Camp, but he's also in 
uh, Pulled from Darkness. Yes. It had a big premiere uh, in March. Uh, tell us a little bit about your role in Pulled from Darkness uh, and uh, what you know how you fit into the story of, of the sex trafficking and everything that, that happens in that movie. Yes. Well, if you don't know about Pulled from Darkness, it's an incredible true story. So incredible that you, when you read the script, you're like, is this really true? Did you take a lot of creative liberty here? And they really didn't. I mean, mm. and when you read it or watch it, you know, now that it's a movie, which is amazing and so powerful, at every step, you're just going, you know, goosebumps. Like, this is actually real. Um, the very general non-spoiler version is that um, there is this woman who her husband is a gambler and they come to get her in the middle of the night because he can't make his payments. Mm -hmm. And she ends up in the red light district of Amsterdam. And um, she then ends up on the streets and is found and taken to a hospital. And the movie is basically about her trying to reconnect with her kids in this world where she doesn't even know where they really are. Mm -hmm. And so by a series of very amazing God connections, um, this family is reunited. And and I play in the story, there is a, um, a family who are pastors and in Armenia, they can't have these children who are undocumented or they would go to prison. You know, mm. they can, they're risking a lot to take in these children because the children are kind of moving from family member to, you know, another family. And finally a church brings them in. So I play one of the pastors of the church, the pastor's wife, which actually is a very cool story because the pastor who actually brought them into his church had originally been a soap star hmm. and an actor. And so he plays himself in the movie. So I got to meet him and his wife and his kids came to set. That was really cool. I mean, it's cool to meet somebody who really is willing to sacrifice all that they have, the church that they built, the family that they have, you know, if you go to prison um, for the sake of these children and they taught them about Jesus and it's just was such an honor to be a very small part of that project, but mm. just to be a part of it and see it come to fruition was really, really cool. And George Johnson, the director of that is very artistically gifted. And I see that he is just going to be like one of the next big ones, you know, mm. one of the Irwin brothers, you know, that kind of thing. Like he just has such a really cool art artistic gifting. So yeah. And uh, right now it's going to uh, basically on the festival circuit. Uh, yes. Yeah. So they're, they're shopping it to festivals, which then will lead to distribution and then, you know, on to the next thing. So, so yeah, yeah. big prayers for big open doors there. Yeah. I was really excited about it because one of the things that that's dear to me is, is raising awareness and, and fighting against trafficking because uh, one of the things I've been blessed to do with comedy is I teach improv uh and an organization for women who have survived sex trafficking. Oh, wow. Wow. And you think you have an idea of what that looks like until you start hearing the stories and you realize that it's not just, not, it, it does consist of people being kidnapped and locked away, but you also have the people that are stuck, but they're hidden in plain sight. Yeah. And you kind of, you, you talk about uh, um, the main character in uh, Pull from Darkness working the corner in the, the red light district. And the assumption is, well, they've just chosen that lifestyle because of this, that, and the other thing. But 
what we yeah. don't realize many times is they're forced there. There's a reason yes. that they're there that's not necessarily their choosing. Yeah. So, um, and, it, and it really is amazing. I mean, I live here in Colorado and, and Denver is a hot spot. So there's a lot of ministries here that um, help to care for the, the girls once they've been rescued. And it's just, it's amazing how prevalent it is. Mm -hmm. And the numbers, you just go, in my town? In yeah. my city? No way. So it really, that's really cool that you have that ministry. And what a gift to bring laughter to people who who have had such, you know, broken stories. I mean, we all have broken stories. We all love to laugh, but to come out of something so dark and to have the gift of laughter that you're, you're giving them, that's really a blessing. That's really cool. And the coolest thing for me is that as a man, I'm being entrusted to come in and show that there are men that you can trust. Which, yes. Which yes. These, these women have been betrayed. Like you said, like the, the husband sold his wife basically to pay his gambling debts Many of these women have been sold by parents who are looking for drugs or <sighs> or boyfriends who are just trying to get money and, you know, con them into this lifestyle. So, yeah, it, it's important to raise awareness and realize that what we, what we see is not always the true story. Right. Uh, for these women. Yeah. So uh, for anybody that wants to follow the movie and find out when it can be seen, where you can see it next, uh, find uh, Homesick Media, which is the uh, uh, the production company. Find them on Facebook at Homesick Media ENT, and uh, you can get up to date on those. Uh, so to jump ahead, uh, fall, uh, running the bases is another project that you have coming out soon. Another yes. one Todd Terry in it because he was in Pulled from Darkness as well as this one. Yes. So tell us about running the bases. Well, running the bases does it has a stellar cast. It yeah. really is. You know, Todd Terry, he is dynamite, man. I got to do a few scenes with him, one scene in particular, and what a gift to work with actors of that caliber. Uh, Cameron Arnett is in it. The lead is Brett Varvel. Varvel. I always say his name wrong, so I get stuck <laughs> saying it wrong. <laughs> Brett Varvel. And he just such a dynamite cast. And I started with the project I think two years before they, before they got financing and I had heard of the script and heard of a few people that may be attached to it. And I kind of, you know, bugged the director, Jimmy Womble and said, Hey, uh, so are you casting? And he said, no, not, not, not right now. You know, we're still in very beginning stages and, and we're believing God for the money, but you can read the script. And, and I said, okay. And so I sent him my demo reel and he said, well, why don't you send me a tape for this Jessica character? Mm -hmm. And so I, he said, just pick any scene that stands out to you. And so I picked a few scenes and sent them to him. And we went back and forth and back and forth. And finally, they, he and uh, Marty Roberts, who is another director and producer of the film, said, we really believe like God wants you to be Jessica. And so, and that was before there was any funding or anything that I just was attached. So it's fun to follow these projects from, you know, the start or from diff all different levels, right? Mm -hmm. Where you either come in at the last minute or you've been there for years and finally God provides and just to kind of see how God puts it all together. Um, and then to see, you know, new cast members, Brad and Todd and Cam had already been attached when I, when I started. So uh, yeah, it's a great film. It's a, a baseball movie and, you know, set in Texas and it, it's, 
it's about standing up for what you believe God has called you to and mm -hmm. not saying, oh, okay, well, you don't want me to do that. You don't want me to pray. You don't want me to do this thing. Okay, I'll just submit. Um, if you feel like God has called you to do something, and in this case for uh, Brett's character, it's to run the bases. That's his sign of like surrendering to God and giving giving all this to God. And so, you know, people don't like that in this mm -hmm. town. And so he has to decide what he's going to do about it. So it's a really powerful film and I'm excited for, um, for it to get distribution and for people to see it. And, um, you know, COVID is kind of hard because it's, everybody kind of goes, well, what's going to be happening in the theaters and what's going to be, you know, so it, it's all kind of dependent upon, you know, the next thing as far as distribution is considered concerned. Right. And then of course it's like, well, we want it to be released around baseball season and we want to, so, so yeah, just kind of waiting for God's timing, I guess. So uh, that's Running the Bases. You can find that on Facebook at Running the Bases Movie. Uh, pretty simple to find that. Uh, check it out, and then you can find out where you can see it. Uh, again, like you said, it's a, another stellar cast. Uh, we got Cameron Arnett, Todd Terry, yourself, uh, and and so many others. And just really excited to see that Christian movies are really on the upswing. It's not the hokey Hallmark movie, same script over and over again. That sometimes christian movies were yeah or you look at sleeper agent which was not a funny christian movie it was just a funny movie yeah and then uh getting into the grid of things with pull from darkness and now running the bases really excited to see that and just see christian movies start realizing we serve a god of excellence so let us yeah. also strive for excellence yeah we we serve the creator of creativity like he He's the one who's gifted us with this gift of creativity. So why not serve him with it, you know? And, and like you said, to do it in an excellent way and not in a cookie cutter, like we're trying to be like them, you know, be like them or be like Hollywood or even, you know, do it like we've done it in the past, which is as cheap and as easy as we can do it, get the guy, you know, the, the guy down the street to play the lead. Like they're really putting money and energy and time into the scripts and the production. And, and it's really exciting time to be a part of the Christian filmmaking industry. Yeah. And I, and I just can't say enough about movies that are showing more grit and reality. Um, yeah. Because the world's an ugly place. And I think that there is a, a balance there that you can be gritty and real, but also still honor God with that. And I think that that's a delicate balance yeah. Um, so kind of jumping back to pull from darkness, having worked on set and seen the script, how did they, how well did George Johnson and the group, uh, pull, pull that reality together with also being, um, able to still honor God through that? Yeah. He did a great job at showing, uh, the, the darkness, but not in a dark way. Right. Mm -hmm. So not that it would make anyone feel uncomfortable, but just so that you know what this person is going through. But the the gift for that film is that the ending has so much hope that it's like, you know, through the whole film, you're hoping, hoping, hoping. And, and then it's just like hope bomb at the end. So it's pretty cool to be able to have such a vast difference of the utter despair and then the hope that comes, you know, in the end and 
with the help of Jesus. So, um, yeah, I think another person who does that really well is, is vindication series where they show really, you know, gritty, real topics, just like sex trafficking, but they do it in a way that anybody could watch it. I mean, you know, I think it's maybe PG 13 on Amazon, but, but anybody could watch it and not feel like I'm, I'm watching something wrong. You're, you're, you're exposed to what's happening and in a hopeful way and in a, in a clean way, but not in a watered down way. Exactly. Yeah. Very good. Uh, so let's talk about the movie that's coming out. Uh, uh, this is going out live uh, on May 11th and then the premiere in movie theaters is going to be May 13th. So just a couple of days We're talking about family camp. Um, yes. So tell us about uh, the movie and, and what your role is in uh, family camp. Okay, so Family Camp is a family comedy. It really is the first major kind of blockbuster nationwide release of a faith-based family comedy. And it's produced by uh, Provident, uh, which is the the faith-based division of Sony. And K-Love Films is behind it. Uh, Reserve Entertainment is behind it. And then the Skit Guys. And if you don't know who the Skit Guys are... They are two best friends from Oklahoma who have been doing skits since they were in high school together at churches. And that became a live ministry of doing skits, which became little mini movies of three to four to five minute little movies that people show in their churches across the country. And so they always had this dream to make it to make a full length feature film. And uh, they got connected. God opened all the right doors and they were able to make this film family camp. So um, they started, let's see, I got this script. I got the script when I was on set for Sleeper Agent. So that tells you how long ago it was. Mm-hmm. And I had the script and Leland was like, are you auditioning for that? I'm like, yeah, it's a great script. It's really fun. And then the project kind of kept getting pushed for different reasons. And I would have to re-audition and re-audition and, and then, um, and then COVID hit and, you know, it got pushed again. And in the process of that, it was a real experience for me because I had felt really strongly about being on this film. For some reason, I just felt very drawn to it. I would pray for the guys. I'd pray for the film. I'd pray for you know, and I just, I do that for all the films I'm on, but this one was before I was even attached to it. I just felt really connected to it. And so um, it's easy to kind of want to hold on to projects that you really feel passionate about. Mm-hmm. And on, I remember on January 22nd, I had sent in probably three different audition tapes and God told me like, you need to trust me. I'm going to give you this role. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what God? Like, did I hear you right? And I was so, you know, I just said, okay. Okay. And I called my mom. I said, can you believe that this is that God really told me that? And that we're going to believe that this is true. And God's going to come through on that promise. And she's like, yeah, girl, let's do it. (laughs) So, um, so then that day I got a Facebook message from one of the producers who'd seen sleeper agent. And he said, well, I saw you in Sleep Region. I'm helping produce this film. And I'd wondered if you had auditioned or for, for Beverly Holloway, who was the casting director. And I was just like, God, you work so fast. 
this is awesome. This is happening. And so I sent him my tapes and he kind of, you know, cheerleaded and, and passed my tapes around. And so I was really hopeful. And then I didn't hear anything for a long time. And then I heard, oh, they really want to cast like a, a big name actress. And I was like, okay, that doesn't sound right. Like God told me I was going to be part of this movie. And then I got a call back mm -hmm. and they said, come to Oklahoma. We want you to come and do a live callback with the casting director and the director. And I was so excited. And then, and then like COVID really hit and mm. there was no, you know, nobody was flying, nobody was traveling. And so they said, well, I think we can figure it out without, without you coming. And so weeks went by and, you know, with COVID at the beginning, like we're like, is the world ever, where are we ever going to go to a movie theater again? And so I, I had my agent reach out and say, Hey, are they still shooting this? Are they, is it, even happening? Um, are we delayed? And they came back and said, well, it's a no, actually, like to mm. me. And I'm like, now God, <laughs> I thought, okay, maybe I heard you wrong, but I really feel like you told me that to trust you with this and that you mm -hmm. were going to get me this role. And I really had to kind of wrestle with that like the, the true feeling of feeling like you'd heard from the Lord and then it doesn't happen, you know? And so I, I was at peace with it. I said, okay, God, you're going to use this in some way, in some way I'm trusting that you're going to use this and that you already have in some way in my life, you know, I've learned something, I'm going to learn something, or you have another project for me. And then a couple weeks before the, the shooting, they said, actually they want you <laughs> <laughs> and i was like what so it was a roller coaster but in the end god really was very faithful and i was so thankful to be a part of it it really was it was a, a very fun filming experience we shot in oklahoma which is where i'm from so that was really fun nice and we shot at this summer camp that was basically closed down because of covid and so we took over the summer camp and it was perfect and Lee Allen Baker is the other female lead. Um, she's from Good Luck Charlie, which is a very well-known Disney show. My kids mm -hmm. thought I was like in a movie with Julia Roberts. I mean, when I told them <laughs> I was going to be in a movie with Lee Allen Baker. And uh, she's great and hilarious in the film. And then, of course, the skit guys are great. And, and Robert Amaya plays the camp counselor. Um, Heather Land is a Christian comedian and she plays the, the cook and let's see, Mark Christopher Lawrence is in it. He plays the pastor. So there's a, there's a really fun cast in family camp as well. And lots of very talented kids. And it's just, it's one of those films that is just genuinely laugh out loud, funny, a lot of it is physical comedy, like just very funny physical comedy, but also very smart, like dialogue. And the writers, Brian Cates and Renee Gutteridge, did a really great job writing the characters. And one thing that I like to talk about is the, the women in the film and how well they are written. Uh, because that's what drew me, I think, to the script was how authentic the characters were. Sometimes in comedies, you have these kind of over-the-top characters. Mm -hmm. And to be able to play a mom and a wife who is struggling and nobody knows and everybody thinks she has this perfect life, 
and she's really, you know, struggling with very real issues because that is like all of our society is dealing with something, right? Everybody you meet is dealing with something. And that's part of the thing that I is like, my platform is like kindness because everybody is dealing with something that you don't have any idea what they're going through and just how important it is that you are a light in the world, you know, to anybody, to the checkout girl at the grocery store or, you know, the teaching assistant who helps your kid get in the car, like your joy that is only God given is, is a light to those people in their day. And so, so anyways, yeah, I, I'm just really excited for people to see the film and relate to the characters and get a really good laugh the skit guys like to say that their projects have humor, heart, and him. And that is definitely family camp all the way. Yeah. Like there's so many great laughs, but it's not just laughs. It's real heart issues of families and marriages and parenthood. And, you know, us learning what our true why is like, why are we doing this? You know, who, what's really important. And then, him, you know, knowing that God is our guide and really, truly without him, we can do nothing. And we're just going to be lost in the woods, like yeah. two skit guys. <laughs> so, <laughs> it, and the, the trailer looks, it matches what you're just describing of the, the heart and the humor together. Yeah. And something for me, somebody that's watched a lot of the skit guys videos, usually uh, the taller guy, I think his name's Tom, is Tommy. Tommy and, yeah. Tom, uh, Tommy's the one with hair. Yeah, he's the goofy over the top one, but it seems like in the film, Eddie's the goofy over the top one. And he it's is, almost like yes. they're switching roles. Yes. Yeah. And I think that they maybe did that on purpose. Um, they they wanted Eddie to be just kind of, and he is, he's just a total goofball. Like so many great, hilarious moments. You talk about ad lib. I mean, <laughs> the, you know, you're just kind of, trying to hold it together and, you know, wondering what the next thing that they're going to say and do. And then when you get them together, it's like, Oh my goodness. <laughs> so. So yeah. looking forward to the DVD release with the outtakes. Uh, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Are there going to be, are there post-credit outtakes? Or that I think that there for? are some bloopers in the outtakes. Yeah, okay. I think so. So for those that are going on the 13th, uh, when it opens, stick around. Yeah. Watch the, watch the credits. Yeah. So, I think I think that there are. Okay. So. That, that is, that's awesome. So uh, for anybody that wants to find out a little bit more, maybe see or, or uh, uh, find out more about the movie, go to uh, familycampmovie.com or find yes. them on Facebook at Family Camp Movie. Uh, check it out. Buy some tickets. Take mom out. Uh, date night, guys night, girls night. I think it'll be uh, for everybody. So uh, be sure to check out Family Camp Movie. Yeah. Um, so, Gigi, I want to go to what's usually what what is actually my favorite part of the show, and I want to uh, hear about your testimony. Um, uh, did you grow up in a Christian home, uh, or did you find faith on your own? Uh, tell us about your journey. Yeah, well, I feel very blessed to grow up in the family that I did, and sometimes in the past I had struggled with like, well, what is my testimony? Because I, you know, I grew up in the church and I grew up loving Jesus and I grew up going to a Christian school and going on mission trips. And, 
And, you know, you see some people who have these testimonies of like, God save me from this, you know, addiction or whatever, which is amazing and wonderful. But I, and, and so I've struggled in, in that sense of like, well, what is, what, how would I define my testimony? And to me, I think it's just the saving grace of God that he has protected me from so much. And that I've been, I truly feel so thankful that I have been able to live as a friend of God and full of the Holy Spirit to be able to make good choices um, in my life. Uh, and just the way that he's shown up for me and the way that I've seen him it work in my life in a daily basis as a friend and a father and you know, a, a savior and a, all the, all the aspects of who he is in my life over the years. And to see that change as I've, um, as I've grown even in motherhood, right? Like how your relationship, once you become a parent, you know, you, you start to see the, the heart of, of a parent and the heart of a father for you and the understanding mm -hmm. of that. And so, so yeah, I, I grew up in a Christian home. I went to a Christian school. I went to Oral Roberts University. Um, and I have lived a very, you know, I, I'm very thankful for the life that I've been able to live and, and have like a great church community and great family community. And I don't take that for granted because I know that so many people um, have a different story, right? Mm -hmm. And, and so not that my life is perfect in any way. I, you know, I am broken and I have my own issues and my own very sad days and my own very, you know, days where I'm confused and struggling and, and all of that. But just to have that foundation of knowing like this is truth hmm. and always coming back to the truth and having that foundation is such a gift. So was so, there... Yeah. Was there a moment where, or do you remember a time where it, it transitioned from just accepting what your parents and your family had taught you to where it's like, okay, this is now my faith. Was there a time where that happened or was it just like this gradual process of you just seeped in it? You know, what's so interesting is, is summer camp actually was a very transformative experience for me. Um, for some reason, I just always really felt the Holy Spirit at summer camp, like just felt his presence and the joy. And, and I had many really cool experiences. Um, I would go to dry Gulch in Oklahoma. I went to a, a youth camp called Christ for the nations in Texas. That was super powerful. Yeah. I mean, we witnessed miracles happening, like teenagers praying for people and like they see you know, it's those kind of moments where you're just like, wow, this is amazing. Like our God is so big. Our God is so powerful. Um, and then, yeah, I think also, you know, typical, this sounds like a cliche answer, but I think missions trips, mm -hmm. like going on missions, teen missions and seeing the world and seeing how like my life isn't any more important than, than theirs just because, I have shoes, you know, mm -hmm. and God loves them and cares for them just like in the most beautiful way. And, and so, yeah, I think, um, obviously my, my 
faith has grown and shifted and developed and matured. But I truly feel like just even as a child, knowing him personally, you know, and, and meeting him at, you know, in the little chapel at summer camp in the dirt, dirt floors, like, yeah. you know, what a gift. Nice. So. And you started off with something that's very interesting uh, that uh, there were times or there have been times where you've struggled with like, what is my testimony? Do I have one? Yeah. And I think that there are many out there that have lived that life and they feel like they don't have a testimony or they're like, they're almost envious of somebody that, man, I wish I had that sin in my life so that I could tell a better story. But I think that because it all ends at the same place, it all ends at the foot of the cross, that they're all beautiful stories because they are. there, there aren't so many that will get what I call gospel calloused, where they'll just get so used to it, they take it for granted, and they never make it theirs. And they miss out on so much of that joy because they never they just took it for granted. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think that you're able to say, yeah, this is my faith. That That's a beautiful testimony in itself to show that even when you don't have those powerful stories, you know, the, the yeah. ones that we, that some people feel like they should have, yeah, that, that God still found you and you still found God in, in a million different ways, get you to God, but they all lead to the same place. Yeah. And just his faithfulness through, through so many things, you know, um, through ups and downs and hills and valleys and mountaintops that he is just always there and the knowing mm-hmm. of that. And then also, you know, when I meet with people and I talk to them about their story or my story, I, it, it's so interesting how many people will say, Oh, I relate to that. That speaks mm-hmm. to me. And everybody has their own story. That's going to speak to somebody else's story. Right. Right. And, and maybe, I don't have a certain story that would be able to speak to someone else, but your story does. And, you know, and I think that's so cool how God connects us with people that need to hear our story. And I always, I always am like, you know, giggle at God when it's like, if somebody goes, Oh, that's the same as me. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, Oh God. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for using me in that way. Thanks for using my story in that way. Now, you mentioned before we started that uh, uh, that you currently homeschool your your kids. Yeah. Uh, so is that part of the faith walk because of the way public schools are going? Or is that to support like the acting so that you're able to kind of take them places? How, how yeah. So originally it just started as I had, I wasn't planning on homeschooling. I had some friends who had started before me and they were homeschooling and really loving it. And so I said, I'll give it a try, you know she's in kindergarten. How, how much can I hurt her? (laughs) How much does she really need to learn? And so I started homeschooling and I just really liked it. I loved having my kids home with me. I loved being the biggest influence in their life versus, you know, however many hours they're going to spend at school. Like I get to have all that time and all that influence. And, and so I felt it was really a gift that I was able to do that. And I'm very thankful for that. And then as acting started to ramp up, it did become like, hmm, well, I who's going to school my kids when I'm gone? Right. Uh, somebody needs to teach these kids math. And so we did find a few like homeschool programs and then fell into another program that's a part-time. They go to school three days and I homeschool them two days now. Okay. So, yeah, so it works really great. A Christian program that we love and, and, and that they really love. And so it's been a good fit. 
Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome to hear. So, uh, uh, Gigi, thank you so much for, for sharing all that, yeah. uh, uh, sharing your story. And I know that people will be blessed because you know, just hearing God's goodness is always an encouragement. And yeah. so thank you for sharing that. Um, so I don't know. I didn't actually warn you ahead of time, but I end with two segments. Okay. Uh, each show has uh, the interrogation, which are seven random questions that uh, wouldn't otherwise fit in the flow of the conversation. Okay. And then uh, the final segment, I'll ask you your wise counsel for anybody that wants to use their gifts uh, to honor and glorify God. Okay. So, so I'll let that, that last uh, segment simmer and marinate for a little bit. But now here is the interrogation. I like the toy, you, the dun dun. Yeah. The, is that uh, Law and Order? Yeah. Okay. I uh, just I like being cheesy. Um, <laughs> so, um, other than the Bible, uh, which is too easy of an answer, what's your all-time favorite book? Ooh, okay. So I I just read a really good book called The Stranger in the Lifeboat. Um, by Mitch Alcom, I think is his name. It was very, very good. It might be one of my new favorites. But um, one of my favorite books, which is super cheesy, is Nicholas Sparks' The Notebook, because it was one of my first novels that I read as a teenager. And so for some reason, it just is one of my favorites. All right. Fair enough. Uh, question number two, what's the best part of living in Colorado? Looking at the mountains, hmm. yeah. I, I will be sitting in a soccer game and I'm, I always look over my friends and I'm like, you guys, we get to live here. And then I go, it's the backdrop of our lives. And then they go, it's the backdrop of our lives. Because I always <laughs> say it. <laughs> I always try to tell my kids to look up, look at that. You get to live here. It's amazing. Because yeah. coming from Oklahoma, you don't quite have that. Right. The the hay bales might get stacked that high, but that's about it. <laughs> Question number three, uh, who are your favorite actors? Oh, um, I mean, I think the classics, I, I love Harrison Ford. I love, um, I mean, I think Julia Roberts is one of my favorites. Um, yeah, probably those two. Okay. Question number four, what passage or story from scripture is currently speaking to you? Um, one of the scriptures that is in my heart right now is um, John 3.30, which is he must become greater and I must become less. Hmm. Because it's easy, like when you're doing all this social media promotion, like, ah, like your face everywhere. It's like, I just don't like... It's hard because you have to kind of put yourself out there, mm -hmm. but I really just want it to all be about God. And it's hard because it's like, it's my face, but I just want the story to be about God. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that that's something that all entertainers and performers wrestle with is. Yeah. Yeah. It's me going out there promoting, like for me, it's the comedy for you. It's the films. Yes. And so it's, it's easy for the momentum to be used against you. And the enemy is just like, sure, we'll just push you just a little off track. And all of a sudden it's all about, all about me. Look how good. Right. I'm right. So, yeah. So John uh, three thirty. that's a, that's an important verse. It's also yeah. a great weight loss verse. You must become more, <laughs> I must become less. 
right. Uh, number five, uh, what's the hardest part of homeschooling? Uh, the kids being together so much. A lot, a lot of fighting. <laughs> I, my girls are all about two years apart and they're all girls. And so, yeah, I think when you're all in a house together and you're that close in age, that's just, you know, family yeah. dynamics. <laughs> I, I can understand that. Uh, number six, uh, what has been your proudest moment? My proudest moment. Hmm. Wow. These are hard. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, well, I am really proud about this film, but I would say my proudest moment must be with my girls. I mean, I think the thing that makes me the proudest is when I hear somebody say like, your your daughters are so kind. Like, I saw I saw your your daughter today, and did you know that she like got down on my kids' level and talked to them and played with them? I think that's the proudest moments is when I hear feedback about my girls being amazing humans. Because nice. I'm like, yes, I'm doing something right. <laughs> All right. So the final question of the interrogation: uh, What would your dream role be? Uh, whether it's to reenact some another role or maybe just a type of character that you want to bring to the screen. Yeah, I think I would love, I'd love to do a period piece. I'd love to do something like a true story period piece. I don't have, you know, the person in mind, but something that's like a really beautiful drama. Yeah. Period piece, beautiful drama, maybe like a historical fiction type thing that's, somehow weaves in Jesus. <laughs> I mean, if we're dreaming. Right, right. Okay, very cool. Any particular period that you like, uh, that you like, oh, that'd be so cool to, to dress up in that period. Yeah, maybe like the 20s. The wrong 20s? The hair maybe. and, yeah, the dresses. and be fun. Very cool. All right, so the final, final question we always ask is, uh, for anyone looking to step up and use their gifts for God's glory, what is your wise counsel? Well, I think, first of all, to know that God has gifted you in whatever it is. Maybe it's acting. Maybe it's accounting. Whatever it is, God has placed unique giftings inside of you. And to walk in confidence of that and to continue asking him um, to open the doors for you to be able to to use your gifts. Um, as far as acting is concerned, uh, I always tell actors like, just get on set, just try and get on set and try and take as many classes as you can, um, learn as much as you can. And um, that's usually my advice to like teenage, you know, actors who are like, what should I do? How should I get in? I'm like, you just, you just have to get, put yourself out there mm -hmm. um, and, and educate yourself, right? Take, take great classes. But not everybody is wanting to be an actor. So I think just to walk in confidence that God has gifted you uniquely. He's made you beautifully and wonderfully made. And uh, whatever it is that he's put inside of you that lights you on fire and makes you, you know, excited. Um, he's going to he's going to open those doors for you to be able to use those gifts. Very good. Well, Gigi, you made it through the interrogation and the final question. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. So uh, we're really excited to see uh, Family Camp coming up uh, this weekend, starting on May 13th.
Uh, check all your theaters uh, locally to find tickets. And then also uh, follow Homesick Media Entertainment and Running the Bases on social media so you can find out yeah. where you, when and where you can see those films as well. And then also follow uh, Gigi on uh, social media, uh, on uh, Instagram primarily, to uh, find out when you can see Fragment and everything else that she's going to be doing because she, uh, I think uh, Alicia Key said it best when she said, this girl is on fire. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> so uh, thank you for uh, for being on and uh, thank you for being committed to honoring God with your gifts because you. you have plenty and uh, we just enjoy seeing you on screen. Thank you so much, Dave. So fun being here. So we will see everyone next uh, Monday evening on uh, the Gifts of Glory podcast live on Facebook, YouTube, and then replays available on the Creative Motion Network, Taken TV podcast channel and also uh, all of your favorite uh, podcast platforms. So until next time, uh, have a great rest of your week.